Okay, hello and welcome back to Dystopian Hot Dog, the podcast. As When are we going to do Dystopian Hot Dog, the movie? <laughs> it's further down the line, Marvin. Yeah, yeah. Who, who, who would play you, mate? Um, probably Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte for you? Yeah. For me, what was the name of the lad who was Reg Holdsworth? Ken Morley. Ken, Ken Morley for Ken me. Ken Morley lives in Chorley. Ken Morley lives in Chorley. Nick Nolte. Well, I mean, it's, it's an unlikely pairing, isn't it? Nolte and Morley. Well, but let's see how... Well, let's get them in a room together and see what happens. <laughs> you never know what magic will will follow. I've had experience of working with Ken Morley. Have you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Text me, that's him now, checking up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He works for the Russians as well. Yeah, Morley... Um, Morley did this thing once, right, where... Um, there, it was a pantomime in Stockport Plaza. And he did this thing once where... They had a quick change. The da- the the dancers who were in this choreography routine. I'm already I'm already <laughs> getting a gist, a sense of where this is going. Ken Morley in Stockport dancers. That's all I've got to go on so far. No, it's perhaps not going the the seedy direction you think it is. But right, okay. It's going to take a turn in a minute. Right, okay, okay. So just hold your the listener. Just hold your thoughts for the moment. Yeah. Don't immediately incriminate Morley. <laughs> Yet. Because it could end up with Sue Morley on Crime Watch. <laughs> Who's Sue Morley? Is it not Sue Morley I've on done. Crime Watch? It was Nick Ross. Yeah. And it's... Sue. Yeah, not Morley. Is it Lawley? I think it's Lawley. Right, okay. Listen, the fu- they'd all work beautifully in a limerick. Who the fuck is Sue Morley? Hang on here. Susan Morley on Wikipedia is a British. 400 metres hurdler. It's not, she didn't do crime watch. She didn't get the crime watch gig. No, but she did finish seventh in the 400 metre hurdles. <laughs> well, so, unwittingly, we've drifted once again. Ken Morley, dancers, Plaza Theatre, Stockport, quick change. Quick change. That's where we're up to. Who's doing the quick change? The dancers or Morley? Well, the dancers. <laughs> right, okay. But Morley and my character, we are the next entrant, so we need to be in the wings. Right, okay. Morley knows the dancers have got a quick change. Of course he does, he's Morley. <laughs> the dancers are out of a ballet routine and they're into another, some other choreography. I'm not my field of expertise, no. but I do know that you need different specific footwear for that job, for that discipline of dance. So, basically what they've got, they've got their, perhaps let's say, modern shoes all lined up. Right, okay. Ready for the quick change. Modern is a genre of dance yeah. within within the yeah, field of performance. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I don't mean like a modern They're shoe. Not like a modern shoe. No, <laughs> like something you find in the Tate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, so the shoes are lined up. The dancers come off. They fling off their ballet shoes. They get into the modern shoes. Well, there's no easy way to say it. He pissed in the shoes. Right. Yeah. That, see, that's the twist that yeah. came. Yeah, so they had to then complete their their routine in, in Morley piss shoes. Right, so hang on. Is it a spontaneous thing for Morley? No, or, is, no. or has he spent the morning no, building it. up the bladder? He's planned it. He's planned it. Has he got them lined up under his John Thomas and he's just I, pissing a bit in I each one? I haven't seen the act. Right, what he's okay. done is he's told me what he's done. He's told you. So this is, I know it's premeditated. I thought he was joking. His face didn't change when I laughed. I looked down at the shoes, they were wet. So he's not done it for the, he's not got happiness from seeing you laughing about it. No. It's not a laughter thing for him. No. It's just a calculated act. Absolute fucking psychopath. He's a maniac. 
Yeah. So um, I don't know what the moral of the story is there. Well, don't leave your shoes about if Morley's on the scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, that was, was that before he did the double glazing? Um, I don't think there's a link. <laughs> I think it was after we did the Safe Star UK stuff. Right, so okay. Maybe it was in protest. <laughs> so he's gone Cory double glazing, pissing in shoes. <laughs> Well, let's call it the Morley Matrix. Yeah, so welcome to another episode and enjoy yourself. <laughs> That's Morley boxed yeah, off. Yeah, we've done him. And the 400 metre hurdler Sue Morley and Sue Lawley. <laughs> That's surprisingly not what we had written down to talk about. That's no. a shock. Um, but what we do have to talk about is uh, aquatic-based adventures on Netflix. Yeah. Now, uh, early in the day, yesterday, Marvin and I had a phone call and you suggested that I should watch a thing on Netflix, a documentary, a docu-film, I suppose, called... The Octopus Teacher. The Octopus Teacher, yeah. Yeah, um, it's won, won Oscar and BAFTA for Best Documentary for 2020. So Worthwhile as well, having watched it last well, night, so, which I did. So I already knew that going into it, and yes. I thought, must be worth a watch. Yes. Got to be worth a watch. And it was, because it's about a bloke basically getting off with an octopus. Well, you see, Marvin, <laughs> you've gone straight in there. That I'm it's, not saying it didn't happen, but... Because we only saw... We, we, it's an hour 20... Yeah. We saw the bits of foreplay, basically. Yeah. We saw soft octopus we saw, porn. We saw some octopus fluffing. We, we saw sucklers everywhere, yeah. tentacles, cradling of the octopus on I the know. chest. Yeah, the octopus is a very sexy animal. And I didn't really think that until I watched this programme. Yeah. And One of my takeaways was, we know cats are sexy. We've established that. But octopus, the, the, the way they move. Graceful. But also, sexy. what what is especially sexy about them, like with Adil Rashid, who is graceful in his bowling action, but yeah. when it comes to his shagging technique, yeah. very rhythmic, very fast shagger, yes, Rashid. correct. You get a sense with the octopus, it could be a graceful shag mm. or a very powerful, turbulent well, act. Well, this is, I think you've summed up beautifully and very poetically... Uh, what the octopus can offer. Role play in there as well, because it's the ability to change colour. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if you want, I'm, I'm not saying you'd, you'd want maybe a night with uh, a darker skinned octopus. If you have tastes about how you want your octopus to look. Yeah. You know. It um, can do that for you. It, yeah. The octopus can basically, in these, in these times where we want diversification, mm. the octopus can be whatever you want it to be for sex. Correct. This so, doesn't all come through in the film. Because this guy, what's his name? The the, the documentary maker? Uh, his Craig, name is Craig, yeah, he's Craig Foster, wasn't it? Craig Foster, yeah. South African. Yeah. It's, it's well worth a watch. Ooh. Basically, he, he reconnects with his roots, doesn't he? As a kid, he grows up and he loves being by the sea. Yeah. And we all love being by the sea as a kid, don't we? Yeah. Donkeys. Yeah. Um, I'm just saying things now. I'm just saying <laughs> no, words I'll of things that are on the beach. Yeah. Pier. Shells. Sand. Yeah. Uh, sand castles can yeah. be built with sand. I'm sure you've all been to the beach, our <laughs> listeners. But you don't need me to fully outline what a trip to the beach also, can entail. No, the docu- we get, again, you're getting sidetracked with beach stuff. 
Right, yeah. about the film. But, but we, what I'm saying is we all loved the beach as a kid. Right. But this guy takes his love of the sea to a new level. Well, yes. So he goes, he goes underwater. That's where the octopus lives, though. He knew where to find the octopus. He's not stupid. No. And he doesn't wear a diving suit. No. He's fucking freezing. No, no, you see, that was the beauty of this, because he thought... the. the, the his background was, and I was very telling at the start of the film, uh, he'd, he'd met those trackers. Yeah. And, and he kind of got the essence. He said the only way really to be a great wildlife photographer and filmmaker is to essentially enter their world. You can't yeah. do that in a scuba suit. Yeah, yeah. You've got to be yourself. You've got to be naked. This is, this is what God made me. The, the octopus isn't there in a fucking tuxedo, is it? And the octopus doesn't text you to say where to meet up and things like that. No. And he does so much research into the octopus world. Mm. And at one point, well, basically, he comes across an octopus. <laughs> he, he meets an octopus, I should say. That's unseen footage. Also, but, but also, if, if for the purposes of the porn version of this film, he did want to shoot on the octopus, it's very difficult to direct ejaculate underwater, isn't it? <laughs> well, we've all had a bath and tried it. And uh... yeah. Yeah, I'm saying we all. I'm going back to the teenage years earlier, yeah. you know, and almost your ejaculate underwater does have an octopus squid-like Mate, appearance. It's very squid-like, isn't it? Very squid-like. Very enchanting. Yeah, yeah. In many but, ways, but it's can, beautiful. It's a can beautiful stick thing. to your leg a bit. The aftermath is horrendous. Yeah, you almost want to do it and then get out dead quick. Yeah, and then of course, if you're a very hirsute, hairy man. Oh yeah. You have got. I mean, imagine ladies who who are prominent uh, listenership. Imagine getting a Pritt stick and just plastering it all over your hair. Yeah, yeah. Are, are, are our female listeners hairier in the leg area, are they? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know that. All right, I mean, only, only do that if you're a hairy female. Yeah, but I think as a kid, I remember if you're committing to masturbating in the bath, part of you also has to commit to the shower after the bath. Oh, to, right. to remove it, said Jacket. We're getting sidetracked away from from the film here. So he get he becomes mates with an octopus. Yes, he does. Yeah, and but to, it's a beautiful, tender thing at the start, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, it's and gaining the octopus's trust very early on. The octopus puts out one of its legs there and just touches base with him, doesn't it? And but he worked connects. for that. I mean, that that was day six. Yeah, I, I believe. Yeah. So at first the octopus is curious about him. Yeah, he just he's, he's found this like two hundred meter area, didn't he? Where he just wanted to go back day after yeah, day to see what was going spot. on. And found the octopus. Found dead. the octopus. Gets curious about the octopus. Mm. Curiouser and curiouser. Because he's first, in fairness, he's first meeting with the octopus. He was like, "What the fuck's that?" Because remember, it, the octopus at the time had put loads of shells on it, as if yes. he was doing some kind of New Orleans carnival. Yeah, 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 very much like a, a dancer in act. And something like the, you might do eight pints in on a night out in a Yates's. Yeah. You might see what's nearby, get on a table, um, put, put a handbag on your head. Yeah, put shit on you. Maybe, maybe nick a woman's shoe or something like yeah, that. Yeah, not if Morley's been on the scene. No, not, not at all if Morley's been on the scene. But the octopus had decorated itself. Yeah. And basically this decoration the octopus has done of itself was basically to lure fish nearby emerge from this nonsense that it created. The octopus is so intelligent, and this is almost what seduced Craig Foster. Do you know what it reminded me of, Marvin? I've said it reminded me of Neighbours. It also reminded me 
of when I went to try and seduce an Irish girl called Siobhan in Tenerife in 98. Very similar. But there are similarities. I know your score and I can see you doubting not, me. I'm not doubting you. Right. Here's the deal. He had to win the octopus's trust. Yeah. And he revisited the octopus every day. <laughs> so, so what you did with Siobhan, you visited her every day. Yeah. Did she want that? <laughs> well, that's what I had to find out. And when you said you gained her trust, yeah, did you just buy her a drink? Yes, because I knew what bar she was going to be ah, in. Right, okay. I've yeah. established contact. Now the difference is here: I didn't have the same time scale as Craig Foster because I only had seven days. Ah, right. To, to fulfil my lustful intentions with Siobhan and the Irish. So girl. while he's Craig Foster, you were effectively Craig David in this situation. Some <laughs> <laughs> brilliant analogy. Limited time. Yes, correct. I did literally have the seven days. Right. So. I've gone to the bar the first night, established eye contact. That's the same as the octopus surveying Foster very in the similar, ocean. Very similar. I think I like her. So, the so, so but I know where she's going to be. The next night, I go back, 8 o'clock, she's still there. Are you speaking to her? Are you just looking at her down, night, the, down the bar? First night, I look. First night's just looking. Half smile. Right, okay. Look like she just did an impression of someone who's had a stroke. <laughs> essentially right okay but you know that could work as well because that could engender sympathy right yeah okay and yeah you know bit of slabber interpretable right okay second so, night I've gone back so he's on day 26 with the octopus before the tentacles come out I'm on night two I'm in there I've sent a drink over <laughs> old school mind you it's 1998 you're quarter of a century ago barman get the lady a drink amazing yeah Amazing. And you were only young at the time as well. That's an experienced operator's move. That's almost like, in Decent Proposal, mm. Robert Redford move. Yeah, no, very similar, mate. Cl class that, act. That's how it felt at the time. I remember my cousin Jamie saying that's very Redford. Yeah, class act. Yeah. So, so night two, Yeah. Uh, send a drink over. Yeah, send a drink over, yeah. Now, you'll think, remember later in the film, the octopus came under attack by the shark. Right, yeah. I went back the next night, there was a muscle-bound, heavily tattooed rough lad talking to the target. Was he trying to bite her arm off? No. Right, no. So, not, so not quite the full parallel of the... Subtle uh, difference. Uh, yeah. The muscle-bound lad went in, they were talking, they were laughing, but then her face changed, he fucked off. I sent another drink over, Redford. Later, walked her back to the hotel, same. Yeah. Went in for a snog, she pushed the door in my face. Right, okay. Okay, so very similar parallel because at this stage as well, Foster, was this about the stage as well where Foster dropped, dropped the lens in the film that spooked Oh yeah, we, we skipped past that. Uh, we skipped past yeah. that. Because I couldn't find any point of comparison. But this with is a similar thing, thing, isn't it? You, you know, you're, you're Redford in the fuck out of the situation. Yeah. You're yeah. being smooth. Yeah. You're checking she's okay. Yeah, yeah. You're walking her home. Yeah. You're being nice. Yeah. But then, then, then you, you went too far. I went too far. Yeah, I got too far. But young lad, young lad, made a young man's error. The following night, you, you drugged her. <laughs> You realised you had to take it up no, a notch. I, di I didn't, I didn't do that, but I did play tennis with her. 
Really good move. Yeah, I thought so. Really good because move. Because he's gentle, isn't he? Try to think of the tennis comparison because he doesn't play. Oh yeah, no. he doesn't play any sort of racket sports with the octopus, does he? <laughs> Very true. Foster eventually seduces the octopus by truss. I eventually seduced Siobhan by belting out a Manolo classic on karaoke. Right. And so at this point, I found out she's fucking off the next day. Ah, right, okay. I remember at the end of this very moving film, when the octopus mates pregnant, it's because she's going to die shortly afterwards. She's towards the end of her lifespan. So you tried to get the Irish girl pregnant and then threw her off a cliff. <laughs> I didn't throw her off a cliff. Thank fuck for that. No, I didn't even try to get her pregnant. Well, you wouldn't, would you really? No. Because <laughs> you've only played tennis with her and sung her a song. It's not, the it's not the natural progression of a relationship, is it? Tennis, karaoke, baby. <laughs> I, bet so I bet someone's got that story. I, I bet they have. I bet they have. I bet they have. The point being, he knew his time with the octopus was coming to an end. I thought you said emu then. This is a rod hole. Getting involved with the octopus. Well, imagine the emu. The emu <laughs> is not what you need when you're trying to build trust with an octopus. The octopus needs slow movements. <laughs> the emu would have completely fucked it up for Foster. There's no way Foster would have won any fucking Oscars or BAFTAs if he'd have taken emu with him under the water. <laughs> He was right! And I will hold my hands up now. Foster made a great decision not taking him down. <laughs> he knew. He knew. <laughs> he, knew. he knew when she got pregnant that her time was coming to an end. I knew Siobhan was heading back to Dublin the next night. Right. Whereas he thought, how am I going to cope not seeing her again? I thought, how am I going to try and initiate a conversation with these girls from Chester? Right, it's not as romantic an ending, is it? <laughs> Tell me your, your takeaways from the uh, from the octopus. Well, seriously, I think connecting with nature. Yeah, it's not often I'm serious on this podcast, no, but I think do it now. I'm enjoying it. Connecting with nature gave this man meaning. He'd lost his way a little bit. Yeah, and and it is a love story. You know, he finds this octopus, he connects with this octopus. It seems like it was a mutual thing. The octopus wanted to be with this man. Totally. And Let, let's just say at this juncture, the man is married with a family. And he's fucking off every day to go and hang out with this octopus. He's cheating on his wife with, with an a, octopus. With a fucking octopus. <laughs> yeah. That's not you can dress it up how you want with the beauty of it. That's that's if it gets to Judge Rinder, but that's he, what's happening. He's not even fucking hiding it though. He's making a film out of it. I know. Brazen. It's hard to hide though, isn't it? I'm going out again. <laughs> Where are you going? Why'd you leave the house every day at 2.15 in a snorkel? <laughs> it's not the look of a man who's working at the South African equivalent of Asda. Yeah, so let, let's not dress this prick up. Because Foster, as beautifully as he is, the fact is you're cheating on your wife with a fucking fish. So... Um, watch it. Give it a watch. No, do watch Draw it. Draw your own conclusions. It's an hour 20 long, so it's not a long watch. The X-rated version is three hours long. Yeah, because there's lots of bumming. <laughs> yeah, octopus bumming, 
while sharks watch on. The reason the sharks didn't kill the octopus earlier mm. is because they knew they were getting a good eyeful every day. Of Yeah, you're right. You're right. So the, the sharks are perverts. We found that out as yeah. well. Uh, yeah. One, one, one other uh, final point on it. Uh, at the end, I was slightly questioning Foster's intentions from the start. He's kind of tamed the octopus. He's kind of dulled the octopus's senses and made it feel like it's not the wild animal that it was supposed to be. He's domesticated the octopus through lust. He's manipulated the octopus. Yes, he has. I'm not saying sharks have got links to the Russians, right? Right, okay. But, but. You're about to say that sharks have got links to the Russians, aren't you? Draw your own conclusions. Okay, so it turned out it wasn't a film about a man's love affair with an octopus. It was basically more Russian Mate, interference. Have the Russians got to Craig Foster? Okay. Has Foster domesticated the octopus in full knowledge that the sharks working for Putin were going to go in and kill the octopus? Okay. Tom's, Tom's gone off grid here. He's calling sharks Russians. I'll have a chat with him once the episode's finished. But My Octopus Teacher is worth a watch. watch not available in... Uh, Leningrad. Leningrad. Is that still a place? No. <laughs> so that's the end of another episode. And um, when, when we're recording this, it's getting into mid-May and... The sun's shining. We're getting close to coming out again, aren't we, into the world, Tam? Oh, I see. Yes, we are, yeah. We're the post-pandemic. Yeah. So I, I'm, in a, I'm in a great mood about that. And I just think we're on the up, mate. We're on the up. Yeah, no, we are on the up. So be, be positive, world. What, what can go wrong? Well, don't say that, because that, you're really tempting fate. No, we're, we're on the fucking home straight now, mate. Yeah, you see, this is this sort of slipshod attitude that afflicted Johnson at Christmas which led to the, the second wave. Yeah, but, mate, I, I, I've decided to go all in with Johnson these days. What do you mean? I'm, 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 I'm Johnson these days. You are? I am Johnson. You are, in similar to the fact that I am Bradford. Yeah, yeah. Like you you've are... always thought I've got two kids, but, ah, you don't know for ah, sure, do you? Right, you are Johnson. Full Johnson, mate. I'm going full Johnson. Wow. I've got, and it's, it's a decision that I'm only making now, live yeah, on okay. air. Yeah, it's a remarkable <laughs> because, turnaround. Yeah, yeah. So I've heard you talk about Johnson before, and now you, you've embraced him. Well, I just think it's time we all embraced him. Mm. And, and we all just get behind him. Yeah. You know, I, I think with a fucking I, I think he should be Prime Minister now for 30 years. What if things get so dystopian that Johnson's just in charge for 30 years? Well, it's, I don't think it's a far cry. I mean... Uh, you know, the people of Hartlepool had, had an inflatable Johnson, <laughs> didn't yeah. they? Yeah, yeah. Did you get an inflatable Johnson when you were watching the octopus thing? <laughs> Mate, I'm, I, I listen, I don't want to dwell on the fact that, that an octopus is sexy, but just what, if you don't think, if you think that's a ridiculous sentence, thing. right, yeah. watch the Netflix. It's brilliantly filmed. It is sensational. Sensuous. It's gorgeous, and I, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Should we watch it again? No. Yeah, not together. Okay, we've got some biscuits here. I don't know why I've gone to biscuits and watching an octopus <laughs> film together. They are so sensational biscuits. Aren't They're they? good biscuits, aren't do, they? Doing a quick advert for the biscuits. Uh, deluxe range from Little. 
Uh, Sultana all butter cookies. What a marriage of a biscuit that is. Yeah. The shortbread, the Scots know how to do the shortbreads. Yeah. And uh, the butter content and the Sultanas. It's, a, it's an absolute triumph really, of a biscuit. Really fucking committed to this sales pitch, haven't you? It's amazing. I think, would, you work, would, would you work for Lidl? Well, I wouldn't. Yeah, if I, if I had to. Yeah. Well, I, I'm sensing you wouldn't. No, I would. I would. Right. I think an old era Lidl. I think I'd enjoy working in a supermarket yeah. environment. Yeah. I think, I think you know, there's the opportunity to keep it alive, isn't there? Every now and again, it's a bit quiet. Accidentally knock a jar of pickles all over the floor. That's so what you like do. That. Yeah, spice it up, mate. <laughs> Drop them near a pinch. Hey! Didn't need that zimmer then, love, did you? You know, in a way, you might be bringing the pensioner back to life, reminding them that their bones aren't as uh, fragile as they thought they were. Yeah. Re-energising the pensioner. Effectively doing the work of Jesus. <laughs> so hang on, you're reducing Jesus' work to re-energising pensioners. But Jesus had the common touch, and if Jesus was around today, I think Jesus would get a job at Aldi or Lidl. Yeah, and keep it lively. Keep by it, keep it real. Keep it real. John the Baptist, though, a cardo. Yeah, do you think? Yeah, fucking snobby. Yeah. Snobby. Well, that's the difference in it because. He's quite specific, his role, wasn't he? It's like almost the accountant of it, really, you know, making sure that people get in their heads wet and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like an accountant does. <laughs> Classic accountant behaviour. Whereas Jesus just wanted to just make people feel all right and build tables and stuff. You're, you're, Nobody upset, you're upsetting Christians. I'm not upsetting Christians. You, you've just said Jesus. I was happy just making people just, feel all right making tables. He was a carpenter. tables on stuff. What do you think he was doing as a carpenter? He wasn't selling fucking ice cream, was he? No, he, he, won't, he, won't have, he won't have any any of the means needed to make ice cream anyway, would he, to be honest? I, mean, I don't want to get bogged down. In... No, no, listen. Our ice cream man, Brenda's Whippy. Right. You know, I was talking about the softly spoken Craig Foster. Yeah. This guy is a softly spoken Northern Irish guy. So when the when the, when the, when the, they come up our cul de sac, we've got window 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 window. It's a lovely thing when the kids get excited by the prospect of ice cream being sold from a clapped out old vehicle. Yeah, but that's, that's that harps back to our youth. But I get excited by meeting this guy. Where did you lay today? You want a million screwball? Yes, please. What sauce would you like on that? Wow. Mate. Ironic. It's fucking lovely, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Even when I'm doing it, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping he's going to come up now. <laughs> would you like raspberry sauce on that? Would you like nuts? Goodness me. Well, be careful of a spoon. Even advice. Fucking sexy, mate. So, so, so he's, he's, even, he's giving you safety advice? Yeah. He's giving you a yeah. So this is the second Irish person on this episode that you're trying to seduce. You're going to be playing tennis with the fucker in a couple of days. Maybe I love the yeah, I'll bring your Tom, where are you? Indeed. Line up, kids. Careful of the spoon. Why the fuck do you need to be careful of the spoon? Is this a fucking serrated edge spoon? It's sage advice. Is he actually, when he's handing the spoon, is he not really a spoon? Is he actually a dagger? No, that's not a dagger, it's a spoon. Just be careful with the spoon. <laughs> There's fucking kids trying to eat ice creams with limbs hanging <laughs> off because they just don't know how to handle this bizarre, sharp, 10-inch-long spoon dagger. 
We've laughed, but we've probably got to go because uh, yeah, I've got to go and pick the kids up from school. Yeah, I've got to go and get Darcy's uh, inflatable unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. That's the sentence for you. Yeah. See you next time. All right. Take it easy, folks. Bye-bye. Ta.